Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Weber, and I am joined by... Andy Kermuga. Colin Ashley. Emilio Diaz. All right. Today is going to be our big wrap-up of the Berlin Film Festival, which is going to be followed by a discussion of last year's Golden Bear winner, Synonyms. Calling it a big wrap-up might be overstating it a little bit. We'll see. Well, it's the... A complete... The, a thorough wrap-up. Yeah, a thorough wrap-up. Uh, thorough enough. Did we want to talk about, <clears throat> just before we get into Berlin, uh, Green Knight is going to be playing South by Southwest? Oh, yeah! So, yes, Green Knight premiering at South by Southwest, indeed, in, like, less than two weeks, I think. Yeah, that's ex- very I feel exciting. Like the date was March sixteenth. Yeah, uh, we we like South by Southwest now. I believe <laughs> I tweeted that. Yeah, um, South by Southwest, uh, a worthy film festival now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's still it, it's not going to be in competition. It can now, as I predicted. It still could be in director's fortnight or on certain regard. Director's Fortnite especially wouldn't surprise me too much. Yeah, but also, who knows if there's going to be a can. Yeah, I was going to say... That's also right. true. We should maybe Here. maybe mention that, too, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a big virus. It's very unfortunate, and uh, yeah, can happening is somewhat in question. Yes, like any major public event in the... Near to semi near future, it is in question. That I will, yeah, I will say I've got a a big pitch for what we do if uh, can is canceled that I've not mentioned yet. Look forward to that, maybe. (laughs) A tease. Um, And in the meantime, we hope all our listeners are following. Advisements and washing their hands and avoiding touching their face and all that and not getting sick. Yeah. This has been a public service announcement. Mm-hmm. You say um, that is making my nose itch. Yeah, that's that's what it that's what happens. The psychology gets you. Um anyway, Green Knight at uh South by Southwest, um I think do we have a sense of when in, in that run it's coming, I don't think, I don't remember if we looked I want to say I saw the date March 16th somewhere. Okay. And when is it actually open? May 20-something? 29th, I think. Okay. Yeah. So that's, yeah, my, May 29th, yeah. So that's a decent amount of time to to have buzz growing for that one. Um, a show of confidence, uh, I would guess, on the part of the, uh, on, on on behalf, on A24's behalf, right? Yeah. That, yes. It almost makes me think they mm. basically know that they're going to get in director's Fortnite or something because doing a semi-minor festival a full two months before your summer-wide release seems like a weird move to me. Unless you're planning, like, more doing more than one festival. But maybe they're also like, we don't know if Cannes is happening, we'll just take the nearest festival that we know we can do. that's very possible. Either of those are very possible, I'd say. He's also a Texas guy. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's done South by South. Uh, uh, Ghost I... Story probably played there. Eighth Embodied Saints may have as well. He's not premiered a movie there, though. What is, what's his... I guess his general... Like, oh... His... Track uh, uh, both of his in... movies premiered at Sundance. Back in 2009, his movie Saint Nick premiered at South By. Okay. That sounds right. The movie no one's heard of premiered at South By, and then he moved on to other festivals. <laughs> yeah. Seems like Ain't Nobody Saints it did follow the trajectory of, like, it did Sundance and then did ICW at Cannes. International Kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. Old Man the Gun was just a Telluride test. Excited. Seems like a good movie. Good trailer. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, the trailer wasn't out when we made our predictions, because I think I probably would have gone with it just because I was so hot on that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess yeah, it probably means uh, lots more Dev Patel red carpet pictures, which I think certain people are fans of. So that's exciting, too. Mm. Okay. All right. So I guess... We can move to Berlin now, I guess. Unless All right. has any other... No, movies. I just, uh, I, I remembered that, and I was like, we should probably do that first. Yeah, that was a good thing to remember. <laughs> so, I'll ask the question again. Would we like to start at the bottom of this list or the top? Uh, let's go bottom to top. Yes, I... Bottom to top. All right. Then we'll start with... The Sally Potter movie, The Road's Not Taken. I've heard this is quite bad. <laughs> basically all I've heard. No one likes it. Sounds like uh, Javier Bardem is not good in it. There is a trailer out. Yes. In which Javier Bardem, I believe, looks not good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I saw the trailer when I went to go see The Assistant. It played before then. So they are, like, mm. full steam ahead putting it out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's too bad that uh, it's uh, no good. Yeah, I mean, the party, that got kind of a more mixed, maybe leaning negative reception. And I thought that was kind of fun. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think on the Screen Daily grid, which is like... Uh, they do, like, uh, everyone, they get people to agree to try and see everything in competition and rate it on a scale of one to four stars, I believe. I think you can also give it a zero, which shows up as a big X. And I think there was a four-star rating, so it has its fan singular, at least. <laughs> sure. So, next, we can move on to Abel Ferrara's Siberia, which, fortunately, I heard things other than bad about, which uh, mostly sum up to weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there are more people who like this. It sounds like it is typically kind of aggressively... Uh, Obscure Abel Ferrara. Obscure is not the word I was looking for. Great. Esoteric, yes. 
But yeah, typically esoteric Abel Ferrara. Willem Dafoe sounds like pretty good in it. Sounds what? like it's unclear exactly where it's even set, despite being called Siberia, like there are references to Canada. Hey, Siberia, Canada. Same thing. Alright? Also, Willem Dafoe, when is he bad? Yeah. It's a wild-looking yeah. trailer. It looks uh, like something I definitely would like to see. I've only seen um, King of New York uh, from Mabel Ferrara, so I'm not... This seems much less... Uh, like that, based only on the trailer. <laughs> but, yeah. Alright. Exciting. So look. then, we've got the so Salt there. of... T yeah. We've got the Salt of Tears, uh, the Philippe Garel movie, which also got mostly negative reactions with the with a few of the kind of big Garel heads being still on board. It sounds like it's just kind of about a guy who's an asshole and sleeps with a lot of women. Jesus. Yeah. Not a lot. Like, <laughs> several. Uh, this has uh, Louise Cheviot, who is quite good in Garel's previous movie, Lover for a Day, which was about a love triangle in which Cheviot plays a student who moves in with a teacher who she is sleeping with and then also forms a relationship with the teacher's daughter who is her own age. Very French. Uh, Cheviot is also involved in a love triangle in Synonyms, which we will be talking about in a little bit. Folks, the fireworks Perhaps factory is coming. Given less to do in that. I like the salt of tears as a title. Sounds like yeah. it should be about like YouTube commenters, but Jesus. <laughs> should be about my pillow. Alright. <laughs> Would you care to elaborate? I, I, I cry into my know. pillow all night? I don't know. Listen. <laughs> Trying to pep up the podcast. Are you, are you licking your pillow? How do you know? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> it's possible you're overthinking this. <laughs> are you uh, I feel like we're all underthinking it. <laughs> all tears are naturally salty. If you're crying into your pillow every night, you can just assume that the pillow is going to be salty. This is but, my conclusion. But if you're focusing on that fact... Salt is mostly something that is received, like, through taste. Sure, but it's just a known fact that, like, tears are salty, right? Like, that's why it's called the salt of tears. So if you are if you have a place where you're depositing a lot of tears, then you can presume that that spot will be salty, whether or not you taste it. Irradiated Rithy Pond. <laughs> yeah. I heard kind of weird things about this. I saw someone... It sounds like it's much more of a, a, very much an essay film, perhaps kind of even in the, like, uh, Godard, uh, his last movie, the image book mode. Uh, I saw one person say it's kind of like 
hard to even judge it as a movie. Like, it feels as much like literature as film, which is maybe overthinking it. Won the documentary prize. Yeah, yeah. It did. It won a documentary prize. I think it also... I think it is well won, like, some kind of... Some kind of other award that wasn't just for documentaries. It wasn't the... 70th anniversary award, I don't believe. I think we'll get to that. But yeah, sounds... Yeah, mostly a a negative reception. But sounds perhaps worth checking out. Sounds like it's probably just very didactic, which is not my thing at all. Yeah, like, at this point, I'm well aware of what essay films are as, like, a genre, but every time I hear that phrase, I always just imagine, like, some movie that's, like, on my summer vacation this year. <laughs> In this documentary, I will prove. <laughs> iMovie transition. War is bad. Next. Like a little plane break. Oh, I always think of the bang bang bit whenever you say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm referencing. <laughs> Please cut this out. <laughs> I mean, if we cut out all the parts that are this bad, it's going to be a short podcast. No, I think we get another solid 15 minutes on how salty tears are. <laughs> <laughs> uh... put, it, put it in and double it. <laughs> Todos Os Mortos All the Dead Ones directed by Caetano Gotardo and Marco Dutra I think this was one of the more anticipated movies of the festival based on Dutra's last film which he co-directed with Juliana Rojas Good Manners This one Unfortunately, was not as well received as that, though I think that may have also gotten a slightly more mixed reception upon its initial festival premiere. It sounds like there's still plenty to be interested in with this one. I I mentioned on our first Berlin episode that it's kind of about two families uh, shortly after... Slavery has been made illegal in Brazil. One of those families is uh, a more wealthy family, and one of those families, the older members, were formerly enslaved. It sounds like it's very stagey, is what I've heard. Like, mostly set in one house, which makes me think a little bit of Sierra Nevada, which we'll get to... Who you later? I think he made another movie mostly set in one house. Yeah, I'd still be somewhat interested in this. Honestly, this this kind of bottom five sounds more interesting to me than like the next five or so up. I guess perhaps part of that is that those are by name directors and the next kind of set of more middling films are not, but like 
it seems like the mixed-leaning negative is perhaps more interesting than the just straight-up mixed this year. I don't know. Like Not sure what to glean so from that. Something that engenders any sort of, like, strong feelings, you could maybe take something right. out of and, like, find out what you like and don't like about where it's something that's just, like, fine. It's, like, very uninteresting. Right. Next yeah, and so let's get into that. I don't know, this, th this next one... It sounds like maybe it's a little more on the interesting side. This is Natalia Meta's The Intruder, El Profugo. I heard them talk about this on the Film Comment podcast a bit. It sounds like it's got an interesting structure. Like it's got like a... Well, uh, maybe I won't say as much about it as they did, but... Some surprising things happen at surprising times. Um, yep. Yeah. Even the trailer seemed to suggest some twistiness to it, which is fun. Gotta like, gotta like some twists yeah. in a movie. Gotta like some old twists and turns. Yep. Uh, Hidden Away by Giorgio Deritti. Uh, this is the one about the painter... It won Best Actor. Elio German, I believe, is the actor. That's his name, right? Uh, Germano. Germano. Yeah, he's Italian. That makes sense. Germano. Yeah. Germano. Yeah, that's all I know about that. Germano won Best Actor. Uh, sounds real boring. <laughs> Perhaps, <laughs> better the, Perhaps better than the last a uh, movie about a painter in a big European festival competition, uh, Rodin, which starred Vincent Lindon, which sounded truly dreadful. Uh, it was by Jacques Doyon, I believe. That was one of the absolute worst reviewed of the festival in 2017, I think, which was already not that strong a year. We've got Schwesterlein, My Little Sister by Stephanie Schwa and Veronique Raymond. I heard Nina Haas is really excellent in this. The perhaps erstwhile muse of Christian Petzold, who we'll get to later. Specifically with relation to actresses. Uh, but yeah, that sounds like that's all that this has going for it. Hey, at least it's got something. I should watch some Nina Haas movies. Yeah. Good Have you seen mm -hmm. The Petzold she's in? No. I've only seen Transit of his. Wow. Mm -hmm. I don't like Phoenix nearly as much, but maybe I owe that a rewatch. Delete History, the French phone movie. Yes. Delapine and Curvern. Curvern. I don't know. I think there sounds like there is some confusion as to if they are French or Belgian. But yeah, this this uh, I don't know. Sounds like it's supposed to be a a nice romp. Won the Silver Bear. Yeah, yeah the, I think, I believe this was the 70th anniversary Silver Bear. Yes. Yeah. 
It won a silver bear. To be oh, wait. Oh, yes. There are, there are a number of silver bears. Right. Everything that is not the golden bear is a silver bear. Yes. So this was just a random one that they were like, we liked this movie, we'd like to give it an award? Yes. Okay. In describing the plot on the Film Comment podcast, I thought was thinking a lot about a movie I have not seen but saw the trailer for many times, which is the Jason Segel, Cameron Diaz movie, Sex Tape. Oh. They, they said cloud a lot of times. Sure. Uh, it sounds like there is a, a scene in which uh, one of the characters is in a very large room with a bunch of servers that are all supposed to be filled with amateur pornography. Dennis mm. O'Hare is in it? I didn't know that. Mm. That sounds familiar. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. The Dinochenzo Brothers film Bad Tales won Best Screenplay. This is like a very... The Kids Have Got It Rough movie. Like a... a a long hot summer movie. Very sounds kind of a little bit cliched. Like maybe it's doing some interesting stuff with that mm-hmm. within that framework. Elio Germano is also in this. Oh, he gets around. Yeah, yeah. I think he's won Best Actor at Cannes as well. Hey, I mean, kids do have it rough. Kids do be having it rough. So who knows? Maybe that's good. I'm not excited for it. Berlin Alexanderplatz. I genuinely heard nothing about this. Elio Germano tied with Javier Bardem for Beautiful in 2010. His movie was called La Nostra Vita. Yeah, Berlin Alexanderplatz. I I genuinely... It's, like, right in the middle here. Sounds like it's probably fine. (laughs) It's right below the Golden Bear winner, There Is No Evil, which I also heard not a ton about for it being a Golden Bear winner. It sounds like it is not that surprising that it would be given a prize like that. Very political, uh... But it did get plenty of good reviews. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, Andy's chance to gloat? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, I called it. You're all dum-dums who didn't see the truth, and uh, that's just the way it is. So yeah. I am the authority on this podcast now. You want to take it from here? Some of, <laughs> some of us predicted movies that won prizes. One of us didn't. Um, yes I mean yeah so this I picked this mainly on the sense that like oh this seems like a bleak uh, movie uh, about a serious topic uh, and that seemed to be sort of the trend of what uh, wins Golden Bears uh, and I guess it paid off just based on sort of that connection that I was making based on the the plot description Uh, I watched a little bit of the trailer Certainly seems like an Iranian movie. 
filled with serious discussions about the death penalty. All right. Dow Natasha, one of... You skipped over un- Persian No, lessons. that There's a movie called Persian Lessons by Vadim Perelman that I don't recall that is on this list, but I do not recall actually being in competition. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is just the ultimate. I've heard nothing about it, including ever hearing that it was in competition. Uh, yeah. Not sure. I've seen in the past errors on this website, though. It's a wonderful website. I'll I'll give credit to it. Can-ratings.herokuapp.com I believe the guy who runs it is named Rainy Urban. Wonderful, very useful website for can ratings, Berlin ratings. They don't do Venice for whatever reason. Uh, unfortunate. Perhaps that's uh, just a harder time of year because there's so many other festivals going on. It would be hard to get like these are the ratings from uh, Venice versus what's from Telluride and even Toronto towards the very end. And like critics seeing things early I think happens more often. Anyway, uh, down Natasha Directed by Ilya Kurzhanovsky and Jekaterina Ortel. Uh, again, this is part of like a huge project. There was another piece of it, Dow Degeneration, that premiered out of competition. It sounds like sounds like even if there is a can, this might be like kind of little bit out there to play anywhere, but maybe Directors Fortnite. Uh, Jekaterina Ortel was the makeup artist for the project as a whole, and her, her only credits are in the makeup department other than this one directorial credit, and it sounds like she may also appear in the film, one of the, some of the, she plays a character named Jekaterina, just listed on the, the, a whole the general Dow wicked uh, IMDb page, which I don't know if there is going to be just Dow or not. Uh, sounds like this is very, very problematic. Oh. Uh, yeah, they're in some hot water. <laughs> yeah, I heard it sounds like there is a lot of unstimulated sex between non professional actors. Jesus. Yeah. And there is... Sounds like there could be more to come out about exactly how people feel about that. Hmm. Uh, has threatened to just release all of the footage and let people make their own DAOs. Yeah. So look so, forward uh, to DAO Can I Kick It in the future. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll definitely want to get our hands all over that footage. Mm-hmm. Kashish could never. Mm. We can fix it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. Well, we... it sounds like the, the editing of the film... Right, that was not like the issue. <laughs> not necessarily the issue. Yeah. The, you know, it was fairly well received. We're up to number six on this list. 
uh, in the out of competition, Dow Degeneration, I believe, is the highest rated film that was in the in the Berlin Alpha special section. Yep. Though it has yeah. I mean a lot less reviews than any other. Yes, movie. many less. Partially because I think it was like eight hours long. First place went to Dow Generation, and second place went to, I guess they showed Jerry Lewis's The Nutty Professor. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Undina. This was my prediction for the Golden Bear. It did win the Sapresky Prize, the prize given by critics. I don't know what Sapresky stands for. Stands for. I think it's a big acronym. But it did win the Best Actress Award from the jury as well for Paula Beer, who was in Petzl's last movie, Transit, as well. Uh, as was Franz Rogowski, who was the lead of Transit. Uh, Beer is the lead of this one, and Rogowski is supporting. It's a, a, a modern take on the myth of the Undina. It sounds like the main kind of Undina conceit it's dealing with is that if a man uh, cheats on or breaks up with Undina, Undina must kill them. I don't know if there is... I think an Undina is a type of creature, not a a proper name, so... If Anudina is broken up with or cheated on or something like that, she must kill the man. So, like, there's a scene at the beginning where this guy is like, I, I cheated on you, I'm breaking up with you. And she's like, no, 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 you didn't. That's not true. You can't tell me that. So, sounds, and there's, uh, as with most Petzl movies, even though it's set in the present, though it sounds like maybe a little further back, because I heard that there's maybe, like, flip phones in it. There's still very much a sense of history. Paula Beer's character, the Indina, it's like a, a tour guide, like a, a history, like a archive or a museum or something like that. Sounds... It got more of a slightly more mixed reception little bit mixed, but I think Transit was maybe also a little bit mixed, and that turned out to be quite, quite good. So I think, and, and I've, uh, there are plenty of people who fell in love with this movie, so I would say expectations remain high. IFC actually picked it up for a fall release, so it will not, unlike Transit, it will not be, uh, that was a 2018 movie that got shuffled off to 2019. It sounds like that will probably not happen with this. Yep. I mean, yeah, I think so. if it's uh, reflective of how the buzz that Transit got upon his final release and how he's moved, climbing his way up as a filmmaker to getting bigger releases and more, yep. no, more notoriety. Yep. I, th I think there was a trailer put out since we recorded our predictions episode. And uh, mm. it looks great. Okay. Cool. Looks like, looks like transit, but with a water lady. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's Days. what was missing from transit was a water lady, so I'm glad that yes. you fixed that problem. Yeah. 
can always do with more water ladies. Uh, just in case, if you want to know what FEPRESI stands for, it's Federación Internacional de la Presa Cinematográfica. Photographic. Okay. So is it like, uh, yeah. It's F- okay. I and then the press in the middle of right. It, just I was gonna the word say press, and then yeah. C- CI is cinematography. So it's like an insane okay. acronym. Yes. Yeah. Well, they wanted to make it so you could say it. Yeah. Days, the Siming Long film. Sounds like he's very, very good, as yeah. most of his movies are supposed to be. I believe there's no dialogue in this one. There's a trailer for it. It was quite striking. Yeah. This was my pick for uh, Golden Bear. Um, it won nothing from the yes. jury. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, uh, yeah. I think it's very little dialogue, but what dialogue there uh, is is Very little. Yeah. Okay. It seems like there is little everything. It's like yes, very like stray dogs on t- on steroids. Where this yeah, is like very seven, sparse. Eighteen minute shots of like plastic bags or whatever. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'll watch it. You might yeah. like American. <laughs> <video>. <laughs> yeah, plastic bag was probably the bad bad thing to mention there. <laughs> but, yeah. I look forward to digging into Simon Long as uh-huh. the retrospective of his work. It's actually going to be happening between the First Sackler Gallery and the AFI Silver. Goes on in late March and early April. I believe I will probably be seeing one of his films on my birthday at AFI. Because I don't know what else is going to be out on April 6th. Oh, I should say that Days did win a prize from an uh, independent jury called the Teddy Awards, which is for um, spotlighting films with LGBT topics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much like the uh, Queer Palm at France. Yes. Is it called Teddy because of teddy bears? I'm not sure. The last film of these that was a premiere at Berlin is Hong Sang Soo's The Woman Who Ran, which he won Best Director for. It sounds like, in some ways, this might be a little bit of something new for Hong. Mm-hmm. It, the, the one thing I heard is that it's his first movie at least in a long time, that is focusing almost exclusively on relationships between women, which is interesting. There's some of that in... uh, Is it The Woman on the Beach? On Uh, the Beach at Night Alone is what it is. I'm uh, conflating it with the title of this film. Uh, But yeah... That's that's exciting. I think that that aspect of On the Beach at Night Alone, which is probably my favorite of his that I've seen, is quite well done. And this, you know, it stars Kim Min-hee as well. My uh, shared Best Actress winner from last week. 
Uh, I believe so I'm always the, excited to hear her. On the Berlin Al program, they describe a uh, woman who ran as even more minimalistic mode for Hong Sing Soo, which is like <laughs> a very sure. a fun thing for mm-hmm. It's thick figures. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, now we've got the two American movies, both of which had premiered before the festival. We've got the number two movie on the list, First Cow, which I, it wasn't at Sundance. I guess we only talked about it in the, we talked about it in the preview. For yes, the, tw- the 2020 so, preview. Yeah. But sure. yeah, more people have seen it since then. I think it, it was received a lot better at Berlin than it was at Telluride, perhaps predictably. It's not really much of a Telluride movie. A24 just throwing everything at Telluride last year was... Uh, well, probably not the best decision. I mean, they didn't, did they end up getting no Oscar nominations this year for, like, the first time in forever? Um... I think it might have been the second year in a row. Did they not get anything last year? I don't think so. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, not doing so hot there. Uh, not that necessarily... Not that any of those movies necessarily were slam dunks. Like, probably the one that made sense was the one that they took to Sundance farewell, which that certainly, that was probably the right decision, because you can't count on an indie movie like that breaking out. The ones they brought to Telluride, none of them really made sense as Oscar contenders, this, as well as Waves and Uncut Gems, and maybe a fourth movie I'm getting. But yeah, First Cow sounds really excellent. I am seeing it as we record tonight. Uh, Kelly Reichert will be doing a Q&A. I will have a report on that next week. Yeah, Very cool. I'm excited to watch it. We'll yes, watch we're, it we're all very excited for First Cow. Yes. My tripping to New York in a couple of weeks. Yeah, speaking of movies that will probably be seen on the trip to New York that three of us are taking, uh, never, rarely, sometimes, always. The Eliza Hitman movie, which will be released into theaters on March 13th in the United States. Uh, yeah, somehow this was also maybe received even better than it was at Sundance, even though that was quite well. It won the Grand Jury Prize here. I think people were kind of thinking it might win the golden bear and it didn't quite manage that but winning even you know winning basically the second place prize as a small indie movie by not a big name director that had already premiered at sundance is pretty huge yeah uh i think everyone's gonna want to see this we will have a discussion of it at some point <laughs> yeah uh, before yeah. we get too far away, uh, First Reformed was nominated at the Oscars. Yes, year. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. that was their only nomination okay. last year. That was their only. Yeah, and nothing, nothing this past year, right? Very shamefully for the Academy. 
<laughs> Neglecting oh, wait. Adam Sandler. Actually, we got something wrong. I'm seeing now that the death of Dick Long won uh, best picture, so... <laughs> so... Some bad oversight on our part. That's I'm right. Sorry. sorry about that. Yes, it was... Uh... I know, after, especially after they pulled another La La Land Moonlight type situation where they, they took the Oscar away from Bong Joon-ho uh, right okay. on stage. Daniel Scheinart. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> um, yes. We, yeah, Never we've talked about Never Rarely, Sometimes Always a bit. That was Amelia's yeah, pick. quite a bit. Yes, it was Amelia's pick. Both yes. for the Sundance Jury Award and the Golden Bear. Like how smart would I have been if that had won? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a minute where you were like, oh, I have basically won because no one else is going to, like, unless unless one of us got the Golden Bear right. But yeah. then I got the Golden Bear right. Yeah. yeah. Didn't expect to see their taste die in real time. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I want to talk about the encounters section. That's the only other section I want to talk about in depth at all. I don't, I don't even know that there's anything else other than like we talked about Dow Degeneration briefly. Um, I'll go bottom up, but I'm going to skip over a bunch of stuff. Uh, Isabella, the Matthias Pinheiro film, that was at the very bottom. It, it was... Very harshly received by most. Uh, but the the few kind of Pinheiro heads seemed to kind of come out for it. So I'm still expecting that to be quite good. Uh, I don't know if the trailer was out for it when we talked about it. It's a very, very visually striking trailer. I don't know how many of those uh, techniques, like there's a lot of picture-in-picture picture stuff. I'd imagine that most of that doesn't make it isn't is just for the trailer and not the film. But, like, there's... It's also, like, very bright colors. Very interesting-looking. Uh, Mountain Krog, the Christy Puyu movie, which won Best Directors, uh, a lot better received than Isabella. Still kind of, like... Still kind of... For the Puyu heads, I guess there are more Puyu heads than Pinheiro heads. Uh, it sounds like it's basically a very long theology lecture that is very well shot. Uh, but based on how well shot Sierra Nevada is, I'm here for that. As long as it is coherent. Well shot movies that are coherent. I like. And when this this opened the the section that this is the first year of the encounter section and Jonathan Romney mentioned that he thought it was maybe a slightly aggro choice to open the first year like here you go it's the 3 hour theology lecture opening up the first the, the first ever encounter section like <laughs> maybe they could have like gone eased people in a little bit more like that's maybe not necessarily reflective of the actual uh the real like content of the section uh and yeah, in general, Romney has been to Berlin, mentioned a lot, mentioned that 
this feels still more like a transitional year. Like, we might get more of what Carlos Chatron is going to bring to the festival next year. Uh, the 71st festival. Which should be interesting. As I really quite like his, uh, his work at the Lacarno Film Festival previous to this. A little piece of trivia is that in his first year at the festival, Hong Sang-soo also won Best Director at Lacarno, and two years later he won the Golden Leopard. So, perhaps on pace for a Golden Bear soon. Uh, yep. Shirley played this section, the Josephine Decker movie. We've talked about that Neon picked that up. It, I would imagine they'll put it out spring-summer. It doesn't seem like an Oscar play. I, I would assume that they're not. So then again, they did put out, they did save Clemency for the butt end of the year, so yes. who knows. So none um, of us have seen Shirley, obviously, but three of us have seen Invisible Man. Mm, Do we want to get into that at all? <laughs> you want to let me finish in news and then you can have your little Invisible Man corner? Uh, we've got Gunda, the Viktor Kozakovsky movie. Uh, was pretty well received. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix came on as a Executive producer, sounds like this is a movie kind of about animal rights. Uh, it's set on, it, it's not set, it's a docu- well, it's still set. Setting is across all genre, documentaries, not a genre, whatever, I'm confusing myself. Uh, it is a documentary that is set on a farm about farm animals. Uh, I'd imagine with Phoenix on board, it'll get some type of somewhat robust U.S. release at some point. Aquarella, Kozakovsky's last movie about water, did pretty well. And then both the highest rated and the winner of the Encounters section is The Works and Days of Taiko Shiojiri in the Shiotani Basin, which I have just been reading a little bit about on Berlin's website, because all I knew about it was that it's eight hours long. Mm. Uh, and it sounds a little bit like it... looks like it's maybe a documentary. Because uh, the, the lead actor... It's a, so it's listed as a, a, a movie that is in five parts set over five seasons featuring a performance by Tayoko Shiojiri, but that's the the character mentioned in the title. So I don't know. It had three intermissions, so very generous. The director C.W. Winter and Anders Erdström. Sounds like in shooting style, it perhaps was a little bit similar to Tao. It was shot over 14 months in a village of 47 inhabitants. Uh, it does specifically say it's a fiction here, a uh, fiction film. So that's interesting. 
it's listed as being in Japanese, English, and Swedish. Uh, but yeah, this eight-hour movie that won the Encounters section, I would like to see it. Yeah, all of the... All of the... Not all of, most of the actors, their character name is just listed as their name. There's a few here at the end who are not. So, yeah, sounds like a kind of maybe hybrid form. Uh, I, I had never heard of these directors, but very interested in this. Sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. But also very gentle. Uh, let's see, there's maybe a couple more things in the Berlin Off special section to talk about. Uh, sounds like Pinocchio is very impressive looking, like the puppetry is quite good. The Jajanka documentary got pretty mixed reactions, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that kind of rise in esteem once more of the perhaps target audience sees it um you know onward was there has anyone heard anything about onward reviews it's screened for critics too right yeah i think it's like fine right it's like yeah it's like pretty good mostly okay, so mostly positive so you would so obviously that, you would hate it yeah Jesse. translates to could not pay me to see it uh, and the Johan Johansson movie, Last and First Men, was very well received. Yeah. I think that brings us to the end of our discussion of Berlin, perhaps for the year. Maybe we'll kind of revisit this once we've seen more of the movies, you know, take more of a extensive look back in a year or so i'm curious to see we're about to talk about the golden bear winner i'm just kind of checking on is there anything else i've seen from the competition from last year i'll say that very obviously i ended up not going to the festival <laughs> um, <laughs> yes so that prediction a few weeks ago of whether or not I would have booked travel. Uh, I believe Jesse was the only one who <laughs> had faith. Maybe Andy. I think it was Andy. But, uh, I think I'm the only one who said you would do it, and so you let me down. And well, I have yet to forgive you for it, but that's okay. Yeah. I'll get yeah. there. Um, did we want to talk about Invisible Man or no? no I mean, I... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it rules. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Elizabeth Moss giving another terrific performance. She looks to have another big year ahead of her. I think there's no Handmaid's Tale this Elizabeth year, Moss. perhaps. In the paint. Dunking on fools. Putting on a clinic. She's our <laughs> finest actress. Yeah. Shouts to the god. Yes, I, she's um, Elizabeth Moss. I claim that she's undefeated, uh, but I forgot about the movie The Kitchen. <laughs> Um, but I think that's not... I'm not going to put that on her. Uh, she's pretty solid in the kitchen. Um, a movie I saw and did not hate. Uh, yeah. She has a weird arc with um, Donald Gleeson in that movie. Where they have a lot of sex. Um, 
Okay. Yes, she's she's very good in The Invisible Man. I think uh, it's so centered on her, and she sells also sorts of aspects of that character. Uh, and yes, it's 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 so great to see her be a leading lady uh, in movies. Okay, before we get to synonyms, I checked on the competition from last year, and there's. One other film that only I have seen, unless, did, did anyone see The Kindness of Strangers, the Lonnie Scherfig movie? No. No. Okay. And, no. uh, the one movie any of us have seen is at Toronto. I saw, I was at home, but the Angela Shanalek movie, uh, which won Best Director last year. It is a pretty inscrutable movie i can't say i cared for it all that much though there are critics many critics who i quite like who quite who i quite respect who quite like it so i'd be willing to give it another chance unlike another movie that we're about to talk about that i don't like do we want to use that as a... Yeah. I mean, the... the uh, Yeah, there's not a ton else that I'm like, oh, yeah, I would watch that. Like, I would watch the Ozone movie. That's kind of uh, the Wang Shua Shui movie. I, I'm kind of curious about him. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm sure I will see many more than two movies from this year's competition. So, I guess that's a success. Yeah. Synonyms. So we should go down. Uh, Jesse, you fully do not like the movie. Yes, it's bad. Andy, you're kind of mixed on it. Uh, I would say mixed leaning negative. Uh, I'm very positive, uh, but still in like the sort of four out of five range. And Emilio has kept his cards close to the vest. Up until now. I think it's great. I like it a lot. Hell yes! <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh boy. Um, we got a live one, folks. Uh, What'd you like about yes. it, Emilio? <laughs> Mercier, the god. Amelia, hey. tell me what this movie is about. I think it's about the ways that, like, identity and being an immigrant it's like difficult and the way that your identity becomes a commodity and it never really fully allows you to assimilate another place the way that you hold anger for the places that you are from because you feel stuck there and but it's but other places never really fully accept you as their own so all you're left is being a pale imitation of like a pale representation of the places you're from and then you just feel uncomfortable everywhere, and then you just lash out at everything. The ways that polite society and developed countries have these weird feelings towards people that are maybe from less, from smaller countries, and they just see them as like savages, and like just like cycles of just like hedonism being begot. By just like, I don't know. I, it spoke to me a lot. Is, is yes. all I'll say. I just added a half star to my rating. <laughs> wow, 
Go yeah. ahead and add another half star for the scene where they play Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic. Because that fucking <laughs> rules. That's the one with the bread? <laughs> yes, that's so good. <laughs> the stylism of it, like, I get a lot out of, like, not even cool camera tricks, but just, like, well-done cinematography that's, like, fun and engaging. I feel like this movie is gripping and... It move. It's paced in such a way where it's like a scene will happen, and then you'll cut to uh, it's Yoav is the character's name. Yeah. Uh, cut to him just like walking, and you know it's called synonyms because he's got this uh, French dictionary where he's trying to learn French the whole time, uh, and he'll just keep saying words as he's walking around. He's like, "Don't look up, don't look up." Like then, like another scene happens, and it's paced in such a way that I was like, "What is this movie?" Like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mostly also found that paced in such a way that I was like, "What is this movie?" Yeah, I <laughs> found that element like mostly a little disorienting and sort of didn't. It kept me from connecting with what was going on. I like couldn't track it as much. I sort of got a little bit of what Emilio was talking about in like the thematic ideas. I think there's some very interesting scenes set in like I don't know, like assimilation classes or whatever they're called. Um, yeah, uh, and and there's like there's a lot going on. I felt like I never super got a handle on the central character and also didn't quite track like who everyone was and what his relationship to everyone was. I mean, he's just like this, uh, like beam of charisma and like everyone in the supporting parts do well to like pump up his performance by all acting so infatuated with him. But I, th- I feel like uh, Tom Mercier is actor's name. He's just like a magnet, and like everything he was doing just was such a interesting. Um, like it's a performance that like if I had seen it last year before I sort of um, did my like uh, personal ballot of like who I would give awards to. I think there's no question he'd be like at the top of my list for actors specifically. Yeah, I'm uh, top of your list. Th- yeah, I, I mean, I truly the performance is like, wow, the number one thing for the movie. I, I maybe can't go there fully. I think he certainly gives an interesting performance. I think he is reflective of the entire movie style, which is that it kind of exists at like a level fourteen out of ten at all times, right? Uh-huh. Which puts people off. I think right. there are certain very smart canny things done with him as you mentioned before just how like everybody's just like infatuated with him until they're not and the things that they find interesting about him and the way that they try to put him in a box that he just like starts rebelling against like one of the main things in the movie early on is that he is the movie is basically about a like a he is a person from israel who moved who escaped Israel because he felt dissatisfied with, like, the country, and later you learn, like, his parents and his family, and he decides to go in, to live in France, a country yeah. which he deems, like, much better and much right. more He had been, like, in the like, Israeli army and stuff, and, like, yes. it was a, yeah. not not a good experience for him. Yeah. But I just say this, that like, one of the main, like, things in the movie early on is that, like, he refuses to speak Hebrew, he doesn't yes. want to speak any... Israeli, he doesn't want to identify that as all. He says he's French, he only will speak in Fran- in French, and that is how he identifies, and just, like, how in, like, every step of the way, just, like, 
in getting a job. People yeah. try to get him to speak Hebrew and doing other more illicit work. People try to get him to speak Hebrew. Yeah, know, that's like just the, the main family that he. I mean, like the main couple that he is staying with also like prey on like his Hebrew heritage. Even though that's what he came here to escape, they just won't let him escape it. And it's just something I don't know. It's something that I certainly. I found a lot of myself in this character, which is, like, maybe speaks very poorly of me, <laughs> but, um, but a, I found it, I've had a lot of empathy for what it was trying to be mm-hmm. about, even though it, that guy maybe isn't a person ever, he is certainly right. suffering through things that I feel I maybe have suffered in mm-hmm. the past. But yeah, like, the Hebrew thing, it's this crazy scene, the only, because he, uh, the couple that he meets, the guy is so in love with him, he just is, like, giving him everything and is, like, bankrolling him and gives him all this money, like, when they meet for the first second, like, basically. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so then when he I believe that sort of uh, branches off from line the... Is, maybe not his first line, but his, his memorable early on line is they find him naked in a bathtub, and as they're carrying him to their apartment, the guy goes, this guy's got a huge cock. Yeah. Right. Um, he comments yeah. on yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of dick, a lot of butt. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he comments that, that he's uncircumcised, and then or he is circumcised, excuse me. Uh, and then uh, they he's like frozen for some reason, um, and so they put him in bed, and then like the guy like just gets into the bed with him and like rubs on him to warm him up to try to wake him up. Yes. So like he's immediately like just just his like physical body he is like very drawn to. Um, but so then he's like, uh, there's this thing that they go into about how he lives on this budget where he only eats like the cheapest pasta and pasta and tomatoes, like, uh, to live very sort of economically. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then he picks up a job where he's a model and that's like the most sort of demoralizing scene where the photographer is this really like, yeah, I was going to say, I think that is maybe the performance in the movie that I like best. That's uh, Chris Powell, P-A-O-W. He is really excellent in Stranger by the Lake from 2013. He plays kind of the, uh, not the villain, but the kind of, um, it's kind of noir-y, and he's kind of playing like the, I'm looking for another word I'm not going to get. Esoteric. Yeah, he's playing the esoteric. <laughs> uh, but no. yeah, he's he's, but he's really like... good in this playing a pervert. And there's a lot, there's several uh, interesting yeah. French actors in this. I mentioned that Louise uh, Cheviot uh, is playing one half of the kind of couple who he falls in with uh, the other half of that is Quentin Delmer, who plays the young Paul Dedalus in My Golden Days, the Arnaud Desplechen movie, playing the character that previously was played, and also in that film in some kind of... Uh, I guess Delmer is in like flashback segments that take up a lot of the film. Uh, Matthew Almarique originated that character. Um, he's also in Le Redoutable, the Michel Haznavicius Jean-Luc Godard movie. 
that no one really liked. Yeah. Not as big a role but in that. But it's, um... At the point of the movie is sort of like the most demoralizing moment where he's filming like an amateur porn, basically, and the photographer is forcing him to speak mm-hmm. Hebrew, um, which he's like up to that point, like not even spoke Hebrew to his family or mm-hmm. uh, he's working at like the embassy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just like starts like screaming, fuck you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on, like near the end of the movie, he is going back to do another photo shoot where he's being forced to, like, dress up as an Israeli soldier, and that's sort of, like, the breaking point for him uh, with sort of, you know, how he's being treated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why I think what it's about is pretty straightforward. It's about, like, he wants to be French, and then but every single aspect of his life, every single job he gets, like, the first job is, like, a security job with, like, that he gets only through knowing other Israeli dudes in France. Then he gets the modeling jobs. Then he kind of like li- he also kind of like lives with this couple because one of the, the guy in the couple wants his stories in the Israeli army and growing up mm. in Israel to like write about. And it's just like, yeah, how his like nationality is being commodified, right. even though okay. he left his country to not be yeah. treated that way. And yeah, I then find it pretty compelling that in sense. that case. I guess like, what uh, I'll say is that uh, the end of Michael Sashinsky's review, which I quite liked and helped me kind of clarify my mixed-leaning negative feelings, is that, uh, put another way, synonyms is a bit like if the Domino's driver handed you two tomatoes, three mushrooms, a stick of pepperoni, a bell pepper, and a lump of dough, and told you to enjoy your meal. I'll say... Maybe Emilio is a uh, more flexible or better cook than I am, but uh, I could still use some cheese. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's certainly a movie working on that level of just like, here's a bunch of scenes, you kind of make of make the story... Right. It, do, it, it does not hold your hand through all every development. Yes. Uh, and it's like, stuff will just... Ha- like, like the guy will just drive up on a motorcycle and tell him to get on, and you're like, who's this person and what's happening? And, like, you don't mm-hmm. ever really get a full explanation. You just sort of have yeah. to figure out, like, oh, they must have formed this connection in this way, and this is what they're doing. Um, which, you know, can can be a way to, to, I think, draw a person into a story, or it can also be very alienating and you feel like yeah. you have no like, idea Like, as I was on. watching it, I found it just like fully incoherent it's making a little bit more sense to me but like yeah it's not uh, i'm not quite getting there yeah it's um i've been go ahead sorry i was gonna say that uh mike d'angelo who also had a pretty negative review of it at one point in the middle of his like short letterbox review he mentions that he's like never been a person who's, like, interrogated his national identity, and that's not a thing he, like, is constantly thinking about, so there's, like, a possibility that the movie is doing things and working at things beyond the level of, like, an emotional scope that he usually works Mm -hmm. at. And I feel like that, as a person, I am definitely a person who constantly thinks about what my identity is in this world, what my value is to other people, how that relates to me being, like, a different ethnicity than most of the people I interact with mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah. Sure. And how 
and and how that is like commodified and like used in certain ways and how I'm sort of sort of pigeonholed to certain things. So I, I feel like it was just an easy connection for me to make and I feel and a compelling thing. I have not seen a lot of movies about that. Mm-hmm. So I might be giving it a little more credit than it's due, but I certainly mm-hmm. do appreciate it on mm-hmm. different levels. Yeah. I, what were you going to say, Colin? Uh, I do not remember. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Real professional podcasting outfit we got just, over here. Stylistically, stuff that Colin was talking about, I I generally enjoy a movie that it reminded me of mm. is Nocturama in terms of just like the like Euro digital photography and how like free it can be sometimes and how the camera can move and how it, different it can look scene to scene I, the, that I find compelling. I think Nocturama is better at, the, the, at it than this but I think there are certain sequences when I'm like, oh, that's yeah. a fun thing to do with yeah. camera. Why don't that's interesting do that? that I love Nocturama yeah. uh, and don't I, like this. Maybe it does kind of partially have to do with what you just mentioned about Michelangelo and like I, I've not not uh, i've certainly not really interrogated my national identity either so i've also i don't know i, I i've never been a, a terrorist though i guess i have spent more time thinking about uh what it would be like to like not be a terrorist but like do something extreme like that uh-oh. That that maybe speaks to me a little more. Yeah. There, um... I think what I was going to say was, uh, because Andy had mentioned the, like, motorcycle scene where you sort of don't know what's happening in a bunch of scenes, uh, that's what sort of the performance that uh, Mercier is doing that is sort of compelling to me, is that he's, like, basically very calm and, like, amenable to everything that's happening that's kind of like intense you know like there's a scene where he brings the guy this guy he's like working with who's another israeli guy to the office of Mm -hmm. the man who's like he's uh he's met on the motorcycle uh and they instantly just start fighting and it's just like this you know sort of surrealist scene of you uh don't know why the guy he like goes to shake his hand and just throws him down on the desk and they start like brawling and Yoav is just in the background like sort of looking like he's about to jump in but then just cheering on he's just uh, like moving sort of stuff around so but then by the hit, end hit. yeah yeah he's like helping them out um but he uh and that sort of reminded me of uh like um a movie that I don't love but uh there's a scene in the square uh where a character sort of like the lead character stops someone from getting mugged and it's like these two guys kind of help them. Uh, and after they do it, they're just like screaming and sort of like high-fiving each other that they did this. And it's like this sort of uh, like very baseline, I guess like masculine thing of just like screaming and like they're like pounding each other's chest. And I sort of got that vibe from them fighting. And then right. it turns out that, uh, he's just, like, checking to see if the guy can fight because they're going to go to, like, an alt-right sort of, um, like, white nationalist group that uh, fights them with dogs and pitchforks, and they're going to fight them back, like, as yeah. Israelis, um, 
it's a wild movie. And he's like, that guy's also um, sort of like screaming uh, Hebrew on the train at people because he is just so angry at like all the sort of extremist attacks yes, against those uh, two the scenes, Jewish people and Israeli those two people. Those two just mentioned in synonyms. Not the one in the square, or, which I don't remember, are two of the scenes in yeah. which I'm just like, okay, what are you doing? Yeah, it definitely, if I were to lob criticism of it, it's like, it definitely shifts, like, very quickly on whether it ex- is existing at, like, a slightly exaggerated tone, and then it's just, like, a Buster Keaton movie out of nowhere, and and it's, like, yeah. very jarring sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, yes, it's it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's an uh-huh. in-your-face movie in so many ways. And just, like, whether you are, like, into that or not, I think is very personal. Uh, and if you, if you can latch on to, like, the themes that it's exploring, and you find the character super compelling, which I maybe did not as much as everyone else. Like, I didn't super love the performance no, all the I, time. Um, it, it felt a little unhinged uh, to me, and, less, and, like, not super in control. But uh, if you do connect with it, then it's like, yeah, you're, like, mm-hmm. super along for the ride. Yeah, the way uh, it's sort of like, I think uh, if you're looking at it negatively, it can be like too disjointed, but me being sort of into it, I feel like <laughs> it just kind of kept me on my toes, which I was very into. Sure. Do you guys want to talk about the the clothes at all? The cl- the fashion? Uh, oh, I mean, the coat is amazing. <laughs> uh, a lot of great sort of turtlenecks. Yep. The guy... I mean, um. The main what it's Mer- what's his name Mercier is like yeah yeah Tom Mercier is the actor's name. He is quite handsome and has a good yeah, build, he's so gonna he wears be clothes in very well. show. <laughs> this is his uh, first performance, and that's oh. gonna be his second, I think. Yeah! Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know where he was found. Like, it's totally possible that he was like a big stage actor or something in France. Sure. I don't know. It would be funny if it was like Tom Mercier is the the biggest sketch comedian in France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry. No, nothing. I, I, I don't know if I, because I was rambling a lot, I don't know if I closed my thought, but like he is so calm throughout most of the movie, and then at the end, he like sort of gets broken by like. Um, is the, you know, the combination of, like, being forced to wear, mm-hmm. like, the soldier's uniform. Uh, these assimilation classes that he's taking after he is getting married to get a green yeah. card, is, is what it is. Uh, and he's taking these classes, and they're going around, and everyone's singing, like, their country's national anthem. Uh, and she goes to, like, cut him off, and he's like, let me finish. And he's, like, singing louder than everybody. Um, and then... To the, like the breaking point of him, uh, the orchestra at the um, oh. yes, the orchestra um, where he's going to sort of support, and he comes in and just like trashing the performance so far. And they uh, of the um, I can't think of the actor's name, Louis Chevillier. I'm never gonna remember this. I think yes, uh, she's an oboist uh, in the film, and he. Uh, they are sort of having a fight, and he's yelling at everyone the questions from this assimilation class of, like, uh, 
if you're, you know, like, uh, if your wife cheats on you, are you allowed to kill her, true or false? Like, these yeah. weird statements that they're presenting in the class. Uh, and then he, uh, you know, goes to the apartment to talk to the guy from the, the couple. And, again, it's like hitting his breaking point where he's, like, packed up, ready to leave. And I am guessing he just wants to say his, like, final goodbye. And he's All not answering right. the door, so he and just is slamming against it. The ends, and I was like, Bleh. and I was like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> fully doing Arsenia. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cullen watches every movie like he's in a live studio audience and has been warmed up by a comedian of some sort. Uh, I mean, not related to this at all. I did get. Uh, a call from someone who lives above me because uh, I was watching the movie Munich and had a very loud reaction to something <laughs> shocking that happened. <laughs> and where they just sent me a, they sent me a text and was like, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, yeah, sorry. It was some dude just got stabbed in the head and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. I will say, there's definitely a lot of oh my god moments in synonyms. So if you're looking for a movie with oh my god moments, synonyms yeah. might be the one to check out. I will say that, like, Emilio's read on it, uh, I very uh, am in support of that read. Like, it all sort of... It's not like I was... Uh, I, I'll say it very much, like, crystallized everything that I liked about the movie, of, like, what story it was telling, and then also compiled with all the sort of stylistic choices um, and uh, interestingly done scenes. Like, there's a scene where he's on the gun range and he's talking about, like, uh, he's shooting in rhythm with a song. Um, It's like, things like that. There's like this weird performance at his, uh, you know, military school graduation. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I was was quickly, quickly, like, scrolling through this Tom Mercier interview to find out where he came from. Apparently he was just a professional judo fighter who then went into dance, who then went into acting. Huh. And this hey, yeah. that makes sense. Role. Especially, yeah, with the way he moves in that movie, he does have a very, like, yes. distinct way of moving, which does make sense for a back, the dancing background. Yeah. There's a bunch of those scenes where he's, like, sort of holding court with the couple telling them, like, the stories, and he's just, like, twirling and right. dancing around. I really do think it's like a super compelling Ooh. movie. I can't imagine being bored by it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole lot. Yeah, a worthy Golden Bear winner, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched none of the other <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is probably the best movie out of the competition that I've yeah, seen. So, I uh, can't disagree. <laughs> I don't know if I like it or it was at home, but more, I guess. I think I have them both at two and a half, or maybe I didn't rate it was at home, but because I wasn't rating movies at Toronto. <sighs> Synonyms. Synonyms. I say definitely go see it. <laughs> I mean, after we spoil everything. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's. I mean, yeah, it's kind of an experienced movie. I don't think it's a super spoilerable movie. And you, pro- you might be more ready for it if you know that it is a purposefully slightly disorienting experience, and so you won't just be, like, thrown off by that, like maybe I was a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Are there any what predictions? Your parents. Make? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, next week are we doing? Um, I think twenty nineteen. So. We're gonna try. We got a lot of movies to finish catching up on, but I think we can yeah. maybe make it happen. I might do a little bit of sampling. You want? Jeez. Oh. <laughs> Uh, do you yeah, want to set up sure. what that is? Uh, if we're going to do it next week, Yeah. Yeah, we have teased it a bunch, but I don't think we ever like, have specified so what we're doing. Week, we will be going back over 2019. Uh, you know, if you'll remember, last week we drafted our uh, prizes for the 2016 Cannes Film Festival. Next week, we will be using that same prize format, but we'll be going over the whole year, and we will be acting as the jury. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we yeah. will have to reach consensus, which <laughs> oh boy. is going yeah. to be a challenge. <laughs> so... If we've proved anything about our thoughts on synonyms, that we all think the same way about movies, and coming to an understanding is going to be quite easy. And value the same things in movies. So, yeah, so... so, Yeah, we're we're sort of... We're we're pulling from a pool of movies that we have all seen, so that's sort of the rule for all the movies, is that we all have to have seen them. Uh, We have all sort of given each other assignments of movies that we want to add to the consideration... Uh, we'll see how much of the uh, the homework yeah. everyone has completed by next week, um, as far as what has been added. We'll we'll make sure that we like pu- publish a list of everything that was eligible, yes. um, and uh, and yeah, it'll be it'll be a good old fashioned. Uh, everyone gets uh-huh. hurt feelings, including podcast. the listeners. Yeah. When I tell them that their favorite movies suck, oh, yes. to, um... right. We will certainly say fuck the fans next week, as well as, as, as we did last week, right? I never co-signed on that bit, so I will say I'll defend the fans on her. <laughs> the, man, a man, the man of the people, Colin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he needs all the people he right. can get. Do we want to go ahead and uh, wrap up? Plugs, yeah. And do plugs, yeah. yeah. Alright, uh, uh, I'll... Can... Yeah, go ahead. I can start this week. Uh, follow me at Emilio Andiaz on Twitter. It's E-M-I-L-I-O-A-N-D-D-I-A-Z on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I left alone on Letterboxd. You know what? <laughs> follow Podcast Like It's 1999 on Twitter. That's wow. the thing that pays my bills, so you should... If you can also follow that on there, that's all I got to plug. What synonyms, Andy? Uh, yep, yeah, I'm Andy Germuga. You can follow me on on most social media platforms at Andy T Germ, A N D Y T G E R M. Uh, I mean, you can like try to look for me on Snapchat or whatever. I think I've set up accounts on most things, but uh, I I don't use them all. So if you find a ghost account, it's probably me, but I probably won't see it. <laughs> 
Send nudes to Andy <laughs> on Snapchat. That's not what I'm asking for, thank you. <laughs> uh, I am Jesse Weber. Um, you can find me at JP Glick Weber on Twitter or Letterbox. That's JP G L I C K W E B B E R. Yep, Colin. Uh, you can find me, Colin Atchley, that is, uh, at Twitter at Clatchley, C L A T C H L E Y, also on Letterboxd. And I will use my external plug for film critic Joe Reed's review of synonyms on Letterboxd, where he said, They're the rare ideas forward film that nonetheless feels cracking, cracklingly alive every single scene with the lead character you both want and expect him to kiss someone. Alright. Yes. Think, uh... Okay. And then, yeah, and then yeah, the podcast is at Can I Kick It? And, uh, well, oh, yeah. I have, I bugged Jesse about it, but I don't think he did. We'll, we'll put up a yeah. poll to vote yeah, for who did the best, uh, the best uh, draft last week. Um, and we'll report on that next week. Oh, we also didn't mention it, but, uh, fuck the Caesars. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Roman Polanski's yeah. a bad man, and we should not be giving him awards. Roman Polanski should be winning the best attender of prison awards. Let's release our audience. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes.